0: Come on, church, if you believe it, give God a shout of praise with all that you have. Online campus, put a hand clap emoji, put something in there. Let us know you're there, and we love you. And God is moving in this place, in the building. But we know that God is moving across every home that has become a church this morning. As you've tuned in on Facebook or on YouTube, and we know that God is moving and doing great stuff. Amen. had turned it on and left it on mute and instead of just unmuting it I turned it back off my fault God is so good God is so good God is so good and he will never ever ever leave you and he will never ever forsake you and we make the choice to fall in line with what God has or wants or we make the choice to ignore Let's be honest. When our phone says spam risk, we hit the red button. And sometimes you're in the middle of something and the phone call rings and you hit the red button. But we serve a God that answers every call. Every single call he won't answer. And all we need to do is call out to him. And in his faithfulness, he will respond. And we need to feed the fire. We need to feed the fire. On a daily basis, we need to feed the fire. Because what you don't feed dies. Starve your flesh. Feed the fire of the Spirit in you starve the flesh. I think it's John Gordon in one of his books. He says this, the dog that wins is the one you feed the most. So what are you going to feed, the flesh or the spirit? What are we going to consume, the flesh or the spirit? What, what, what are we feeding? Are we doing things that feed our flesh or are we doing things that feed the spirit? Listen, there's nothing wrong with going to a movie. My wife and I had a date Day this week and we went to go watch spider-man and it was a good time the movie was good no spoilers I won't say any spoilers but it was a really good movie there's nothing wrong with that but if I only consume movies and nothing of the Word of God well guess what I'm gonna feed my flesh not my spirit so why am I giving that as an example well don't enter condemnation don't be you know the hyper spiritual say oh I don't watch TV at all the only thing I do is watch preaching I only listen to worship and I only read the Bible I don't watch anything else well, that's maybe one of the reasons why you have such a hard time building relationships with the lost to win them over to Christ because you have no common ground to build with them. Now, I'm not saying go be like the world, but if I can't speak to you about something normal, I'm never going to bridge you to Jesus. But we must feed the spirit man So when we don't feed the spirit man the kerenki fleshly man comes out you know the Snickers commercial right when they show the the, the, the guy is like oh I get, must be hungry get him a Snickers bar right that's what happens we're not feeding the spirit man the flesh man wins and we have an endless supply fill in the blank Milky Way nuggets pizza whatever Whatever it is, whatever it is that feeds you, in the spirit, man, we have an endless supply of them. And all we got to do is go ingest it. And I encourage you, I mean, it is one of the values of 3W Church, it always has been. One of our values is devotion, daily getting in the presence of God. It's why we send out a daily Bible reading plan via text message or email every single day. With a devotional, a verse of the day and the Bible reading plan. Why? Because Sunday's not enough. Sunday's not enough. We need a daily feeding. Do you imagine if I only ate physically on Sunday? No me resistiera nadie, Like, like for real. Sorry, Spanish, this sounds better. Because I get cranky. Samantha's like her dad in that way. Samantha will be like, break down. Give her a chicken nugget, all smiles. Like The minute a piece of protein or something gets into her, she's all good when she's in that hangry state. But in our spirit, man... Some of us are starving him. And then we look at God and we say, God, but why? Right? It's like you looking at the nutritionist and saying, hey, what's the problem? Why am I losing weight? And the nutritionist looks at you and says, well, did you eat what I recommended? See, because if the nutritionist recommended a plan, you follow it and your health is going to get better and some of that weight's going to come off. But if the nutritionist said, stay away from this, and you eat a lot of them, I remember somebody telling me one time that they misread the label on the Heath Bar and thought it said Health Bar. And they were eating Health Bars and not understanding why they were gaining weight. And because they read an L that wasn't there. So come on somebody, let's feed spirit man. Amen. Give God one more hand of praise this morning. Did I leave my notebook there? The one I open service with? Did I take it back to my office? I don't know. Oh, I encourage you. That's something I do every year. I start a new uh, notebook or a new uh, place to write my devotions. And uh, I showed it to you when I launched service. I encourage you, get one. Um, we have little ones there that you can, you can pick up after service that say, hear, write, uh, believe, um, and, and they're small. I think they're like, I don't know, four or five bucks. I don't even know what they cost, but they're there. If you need one, you can take one. Um, if you don't have the five bucks and you need one, we will give it to you. We want you to write down what God shows you. All right. So it's, that's important. And, uh, and, and, and we'll go from there, but it is important to, 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 to get into the word of God. And I was going to say this in the announcements, but. Um, as a matter of fact, we, we sent out this year, we're still sending out the daily email that has the plan. But additionally to that, in you version, um, I went ahead and I shared the plan, the one-year plan, and I put the link, I sent it via Flocknote. I know I sent it in the men's chat. I also sent it, uh, uh, I put it on our Facebook page. So if you go to 3W Church's Facebook page, there is there Happy New Year 3W. This is the Bible plan we're reading. You can click on that. And then you will join the plan that we're doing together, which is cool because as you complete it, if you write in there at the end of it where it says, talk about it, if you put something that spoke to you, the other members of the plan also get to read it. And so I, 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 wanted, I want you to now, let's talk a little bit about Bible reading. Number one, if you miss a day because something happened, don't get all caught up on condemnation and say, that's it, forget it, just pick up tomorrow, Okay. That's number one. Another thing is this. I do the plan there, but I don't read it there. I have a physical Bible that I do my reading on. And then once I'm done with the reading, I'll go in there and I'll click them off and put a comment. So perhaps tomorrow morning, let's say, I'll get in there and I'll do my Bible reading on my thing. I'll take all my notes. I like to write my notes. And and maybe I don't get to go into the app until later in the afternoon or early the next morning and click off and add it. So don't get all the like, oh, I have to do it on my phone because this is what we're doing. No, it, it, there's a guide. We just want you to read the word of God. Why? Because the word of God is true. And Jesus said that we shall live by not bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. My friend, uh, Pastor Hunter, who's actually gonna be here to preach in September. I'm really excited about Hunter coming down. He's one of my really good friends. Um, he's in Atlanta, Georgia is where he lives. But uh, this theme for his church this year is every word. And they're just hardcore pushing. They're just like us, we hardcore push the word of God. And I loved it. I was like, man, you need to send me some of those mugs that say every word, because that's what we need to go through this year, every word, because we shall live out of every word that comes out of the mouth of God. That's one of our values here at 3W Church, devotions. Amen? So let's get into the word this morning. Before we jump into it, I do want to be very clear. Every year as I get ready for the upcoming year, I pray and I ask the Lord, what is the word that you would have as a focus, as a guide for our church? Now, it doesn't mean that when the year ends, you stop that. So what do I mean by that? A few years ago, the Lord gave us that the word in our prayer vigil, the word for that year was going to be love. And we preached a lot, and everything, we referred it back to love and love. Well, guess what? When the year ended, it didn't mean stop loving people, right? The Lord gave us a word a few years ago, go. And we preached about going into the world. Go, we preached about going and making disciples. We preached about going and, and being the light of Christ throughout the entire year. It doesn't mean that when the year ended, you stop telling people about Jesus. And so as I was praying and asking the Lord to, to show me, I had a word that continued to stir over and over and over, and it was this word, intentional. And I felt from God that the word for our church this year, I can tell you it was my word personally, but for our church is the word intentional. It was funny, on Thursday evening, we were at a, uh, a gathering for our worship and media team, and we were, we were just having dinner, and we were, we were having a good time, and uh, my, our sister, Lisette, I think she was about to pray, or she was sharing something, and then she said the word intentional a couple of times, and Patty and I kind of like chuckled, right, and, and, uh, and uh, I already had spoken with Pastor Jose and Alexa and Pastor Fernie and Monica, and they were there as well, and so we kind of just almost like crossed, all the all everybody crossed the eyes, and it was like, the spirit is right. You know, the spirit is moving, and then after Spanish service, the set comes up to me and she's like, Pastor, that's the word that God's been giving me for me. And I said, Yeah, because it's the same spirit, and we're moving, we're connected as a body here. And that's why on Thursday, when you said the word, I chuckled because I was like, All right, Lord, thank you for one more confirmation. So, what does it mean to be intentional? Well, if you look up the word intentional in the dictionary, this is the definition done on purpose. Online campus, put that in the comment box done on purpose or deliberate. That's what it means to be intentional. Wednesday night, we had our last gathering of 2021 with our young adults. And um, we met at Dave & Buster's. And uh, when we got there, we were going to sit and stuff. And and we ended up getting a a, a private room with a pool table so we could just fellowship and and play some pool and talk and and do all of this fun stuff. And um, I made this shot that I was not trying to make. See, when I play pool, I'm not the greatest at it. Sometimes I just line it up and hit the white ball as hard as I can and hope something happens. That's not intentionality. That's chance. See, what happens is many times we live by chance and not intentionality. Intentionality is when the person gets the pool cue, gets the cue ball, lines it up, and says, I'm going to hit this ball into that pocket. And they hit it, and guess what? The ball goes into that pocket. They were intentional in their shot call and intentional in their making it. And many times, as believers, we miss out because we do not get intentional with what we feel God gave us as a vision. So let's give you an example. You say, This year, I am going to have a great year of personal growth. I am going to read more this year. But you don't order any books. Well, guess what? The year's going to end, and because you had no intentionality, you did not reach the goal or the vision. Let me say it to you this way your intentionality is going to be the legs to your vision. If you see it, but you can't get there, it's because you're not being intentional. You've got to be able to get up and get there. Intentionality. See, we serve a God who is very intentional, He is deliberate in His actions. You should dot that down. God is deliberate in His actions. Do you know when Moses was out in the wilderness? He didn't happen to find a burning bush. God intentionally lit the bush where Moses was going to be because he's intentional. God didn't light the bush saying, oh, I hope Moses finds it. <laughs> like, the, like the squirrel in uh, Ice Age, trying to get the nut, right? All over the place, never gets it. Hopefully, hopefully he'll find it. No, no, no. God knew precisely that Moses was going to get to that spot. And that's where he lit the burning bush. Why? Because he's deliberate in his actions. Something else is this, God shows his intentionality since creation. I love the creation story. It's it's interesting. As I say the word of the year, I almost put it as a lens, or the Lord puts it for me as a lens, and last year with the word re, everything I read throughout the entire year of the scripture, man, re was popping out, remember, uh, uh, return, every time it was just popping out. The year that we had about go, every time that, that there was something that referred to God sending people, it just popped out. And so yesterday, as I start again, my Bible reading from Genesis chapter one, all I can see is God's intentionality. So go to Genesis chapter one. And look at where it starts, right? Verse number one, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So everything, so the evening and the morning were the first day. Then God said, let there be firmament and in the midst of the waters and go on and so forth, right? That's day two. Then in day three, he says that the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, right? And, and, and then he says, let the earth bring forth grass over on, on, on the third day. So you see God do all of these things deliberately. And I pose this question to you. Why did God create Adam on day six and not on day one? Well, if he had created him in day one, the dude would have drowned, And in the darkness, right? What about if he had created him after he set aside the light and and the ground, but there was no trees and no vegetation and no animals, a dude would have starved. What do you create him and enter a fast? No, the first thing that you do to your child when they come out of mom is feed them. The first thing they do, come out of the womb, feed them. So was God going to create Adam and not have stuff for him? No, it's why he did it intentionally in an order. A few other things that speak out about God's intentionality at creation. Something you'll notice at the end of every day. You know what God did? He looked and saw that it was good. Wow, what a lesson on intentionality of how you and I need to live our life. Regardless of how bad the day was, find something good in it. Patty and I were having a conversation a couple of days ago. I know none of you are like this, and none of you are on our online campus. It's other people, okay? Every year they say, Well, this has been a rough year. Every year. I mean, I have people in my life that, as long as I've known them, decades long, every year they tell me, This has been a rough year. I'm hoping next year's better. Well, guess what? Next year's gonna be rough for them too. Why? Because the prism on which they look at their life is called rough instead of the goodness of God. So I say that again. They're looking at life through the prism of something being rough instead of out of the prism of the goodness of God. Samantha taught me a lesson in childlike faith on Friday. My children teach me all the time. And on Friday, we were intentional and we invited all of our parents over to eat lunch for the 31st. We were going to have service at night, so we said, let's go to a restaurant. And we were sitting at the table and Patty posed a question to the girls and to all the grandparents, like, hey, what is your best memory of this year. so Alexandra started talking about one of our things that we did on our road trips. Uh, Abigail started talking about something. And Samantha says this, she perked up and she says, my favorite thing this year is when I was in the hospital and I saw Charlotte's web and I learned that spiders are good And we shouldn't kill them because they eat the bugs and they do the different things. So I learned about spiders and that they're good. That was my best thing from this year. Now, it kind of slapped me in the face a little bit because that was one of my worst days this year. When I stood her up and she started crying and screaming in pain. But For her, it was the greatest memory because she learned about a spider. See, she saw things through the goodness of God instead of the harshness of life. Life can be harsh, but what are we gonna look at? What are we gonna choose to look at? So what do I see in God's intentionality? He stopped at the end of every day and said, so what did I find that was good? Oh yeah, I did a good job with the earth today. Oh, man, that ocean, look at them waves. Applause to me. I did a good job. Look at the sun. Look at the moon. Look at the stars. Look at them twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder, right? Like God is like there celebrating. That's intentional. So what do we need to do, church, every day before we go to bed? We need to find something good that we need to celebrate from the day. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. I I woke up late this morning. I didn't sleep well. I I, I went to leave the house and my battery was dead, so I had to get a jump. And and, and then I got stuck in traffic and and work was hard. And the client that I was been working hard on decided to leave and, and all of this. And then on the way home, I got stuck in traffic. I had to even skip lunch today. I couldn't do anything. Okay. Go like this with me. At least, thank God, you're still breathing. celebrate that win because we're living in a time right now where a lot of people are not right. aside from covid the opioid crisis that we've got going on right now more people died from drug overdoses of opioids in last year than had ever in the history the crisis that we're having in all different areas of health so what is something that even if everything that you planned went bad and wrong, I can look at and say, all right, God, thanks for goodness. I was talking to my brother, Mike, earlier today. When he got here, his, his whole family got COVID a few weeks ago, his wife, his daughters. And guess what? He never did. So I looked and I was like, dude, you've got an immune system of a rock star, bro. God is so good. And what so he said, God is with me right? So are you saying, oh, if, 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 if you get COVID, it's because you didn't have God? No, I was just making the point, right? Because I can look and say, I can't believe we had to quarantine again. I just like, no, 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 no. Hey, you know what? We were together again, and guess what? I didn't get it. Thank you, God. Give God thanks. And you know what also God was super intentional about? He took a whole entire day to do nothing, to rest. It is essential the Bible says, it, 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 you, can, you can almost think it's contradictory, but it's not, Now I'll prove it to you. The Bible says in multiple places that God neither slumbers nor sleeps, that he does not get tired, but he rested after creation. Was it that he was tired? No. He was modeling intentionally that he wants us to Sabbath one day a week. It's hard. You don't understand, Pastor. I have so much work. I can't take a day off. Hey, Sabbathing is like tithing. It's trusting in God that you can do better on 90% giving to him what is his, that is that 10% of tithe. Sabbathing is saying, God, I'm going to take one day to fellowship with you because you're going to sustain me through the other six. It's a trust thing. Talking to somebody the other day, and I was like, hey, so what day do you take off? Well, I don't take a day off. We're open 365 days a year. I said, that's not healthy. I could have chosen not to say anything because I hadn't seen the person in a while, but I can't. I would suck as a pastor if I don't say it. I was like, that's not healthy for you. You need to take a day off. You need to. As a matter of fact, I even told them, you should follow this Chick-fil-A model. Close on Sunday. Go from 365... 365 minus 52, the 308, I know, is it 308, 365 minus 52, no, Uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. See, I got you all thinking math right now, you're like, my algebra teacher, I was never going to do that, you're doing math calculations right in your head right now, 313, thank you people, thank you, appreciate it, and guess what, honor God with the Sabbath, and I said to this person the same thing that I say to every believer when I talk about taking rest. And, and, and I'm going from being a chronic not rest taker, okay? I, I was very transparent and authentic with you guys when we did the, preach, uh, the series on fr- Refresh last year. I went about three whole years where I did not take a day off. Part of it was out of pride, okay? What do you mean pride? Yep, pride. Sunday for me, a lot of you, a lot of, most of you today is your day off. You're here at church, right? This is a work day for me. It's the thing. So what would I do is I would usually take Monday or Tuesday as my day off, as my Sabbath. Well, Patty was working as a school principal, and, and, and I would sit at the house, and I would go to turn on the TV to like, you know, maybe watch something, whatever, and I would get this pride, macho voice, your wife is at work, and you're just going to watch TV. And I would let that voice win. So I was exhausted all the time, physically, mentally, and emotionally, and it wasn't healthy. It was was unhealthy, which is why we learned what it is to Sabbath, which is why last year I took a sabbatical six whole weeks where I did nothing related to my job as pastor of 3W Church and spent time with my wife and my kids and came back refreshed and refueled and ready to go decades longer doing this. Why? Why? Because I intentionally did what God modeled of rest. We need to be intentional on our rest. Can I tell you something else this morning? Jesus shows us intentionality. Jesus shows us intentionality. He modeled intentionality. Probably the most famous passage used on evangelism is John chapter 4 Jesus and the Samaritan woman, or the woman at the well, right? So if you go to John chapter 4, you will see that, it told, that, that, that Jesus says to the disciples, hey, I have to go through Samaria. Now, Samaria was not a place where Jews frequented. Jews and Samaritans didn't like each other. They had issues with each other. They ragged on each other. They had different belief systems and different values and different stuff. So the fact that Jesus intentionally wanted to go through Samaria says something. But then he sends the disciples away, and he sees this woman that comes at around midday to get water, and he looks at her, and he says, woman, can you get me some water? Give me something to drink. He intentionally starts this conversation, so much so that the woman looks and says, you're you're talking to me? Like, who, me, right? Like, me? He's like, yeah, 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 you. He's like, "Uh, Jews and Samaritans, we we don't deal with each other. See, he intentionally built a bridge. And Jesus knew exactly who she was what she'd gone through, and everything she'd done. And he proves it, right? Because what he says to the woman, he says, hey, why don't you go get your husband? And she says, sir, I have no husband. And Jesus says, in that you have spoken truthfully, for you have had five husbands, and the one that you are with today is not your husband. And the lady says, sir, I presume that you are a prophet. Duh, right? Imagine Jesus. Yes, I am. He intentionally went out of his way. Then he intentionally went out of his way to teach his disciples, because the disciples get back, and they're like, "Are you hungry? You think?" He's like, "No, no, I'm good." And, he's, and he, they're thinking, "Oh, no, no, we, 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 we. Some he must have gotten food from somebody. We messed up. He got, he had to get Chick Fil A from somebody else." And, and Jesus is like, "Don't you know that, like?" I got different food. The business of my father, the stuff of my father there's different food. There's different things. He intentional. Jesus was intentional. He modeled intentionality. And church, this is a year where we need to walk intentionally. Jot this down this morning. Being intentional requires deliberate action. It requires deliberate action. So what does that mean? You want to read the Bible this year? Get into a Bible reading plan. Don't play Bible roulette, right? No, 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 because I want—I don't want to follow a plan. The Holy Spirit is just going to guide me. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, "Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man." Oh man, that's a bad one. God, you know my sin, right? I'm never going to no, no—no more Russian roulette for me, right? No, follow a plan. Why? Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Follow a plan. Get accountable to read that plan with somebody. Be intentional. I gave you the example of personal growth. If you want to read more this year, order the book. You want to lose weight this year? Hey, look at the fridge and buy something different. Be intentional in what you buy. Guess what? When I buy Breyers ice cream because they were, buy one, get one free, I eat them both. And then the scale doesn't even give me a number. It says, no, you didn't. No, I need to be intentional. Intentionality. We must be intentional and deliberate. I wrote it down this way. We need to be intentionally intentional. Intentionally intentional. Patty and I separated ourselves for about a day and a half a couple of weeks ago to just spend time with the Lord, pursue the Lord, pray, do different things. And and part of the day was to sit down and intentionally plan out our personal calendar. So we had worked on the church's calendar and different things, and so I we said, okay, let's plan out our calendar. And it took intentionality. We talked about, hey, when are we going to do date nights? When are we going to do little getaways for us? And I was like, well, I already booked the first one. It's January 16th. Well, there's no school that Monday, so we're leaving right after church. And we'll spend one night, I already made reservations at the, whole, at the restaurant where we had our wedding reception, so it's, it's the weekend of our anniversary, so we'll preach church, I coordinated with my mom, the girls are going to leave with you, and as soon as we finish preaching, I'm going to say, sayonara, peace out, see you all next week, I'm going to leave with my wife and intentionally spend some time together. And so we intentionally planned those dates, we intentionally planned out days of things that we're going to do with the girls. When are we going to take them to do this? When are we going to do that? Because if you're not intentional, it's like hitting the cue, the cue ball, and hoping a ball goes in. It's just hitting it. Hopefully it goes in. No, you've got to be intentionally intentional. Married couples, go intentionally on your date. I saw Javi and Jenny went out on a date yesterday. started the day, I think, I don't know how they, they wrote it very, very cutely online. Starting the first day of the year on our date night. Day, day one, date night. There you go. And I was like, I love this. Always date your wife. See, can I tell you something? Just because you have dinner together doesn't mean you went on a date, right? Because you did dinner at home. Even if you don't have kids yet or whatever, you're just, well, I don't know. I'm talking about intentionally where you're going to sit and you're going to talk about whatever and not work and not this and not the other and have just fellowship. Intentional. Because if you're not intentional, it doesn't happen. If you are like my wife and I, one night a week, we have leftover day. You know what leftover day is, right? (laughs) Everything you put in Tupperwares and you stuck into the fridge comes out and you figure out what to make. Somebody eats a slice of pizza, the other one ate a taco, the other one ate rice and beans. I don't know, right? But we're going to figure it out. Probably like once a week. Patty says, I'm really good on leftover day. I have a, a knack to reinvent the dish. And I learned it from somebody. I learned it from my heavenly father who turns everything out for good. The one that takes your mess, your issues, your circumstance, your trials, your tribulations, your illness, your problem, your whatever. Like Lissette talked about the darkness, whatever the thing was, that seed, he breaks it out and makes something beautiful. He's the king of leftover day. So let's be intentional. And so I wrote down a few things that we should be intentional about this year, okay? Let's be intentional on our pursuit of the Lord, devotions. Get into a plan. Again, you can sign up on on the Bible reading app and read along with us, put in comments, get the email that we send out every day. Be intentional. To be intentional in your pursuit of God and in your devotions, guess what? You need to be intentional about going to bed early, setting an alarm to be able to get up and wake up and do it. Because if you don't wake up, If you don't set up the alarm, you're going to be late. And then, you know what? We end up giving up, God. Be intentional about your personal growth. Last year, 2021, I read more books than I probably had read in the previous five years combined, other than the Bible. Very proud of myself. I didn't hit my goal, but I did very good. Guess what? This year, I'm going for more than I hit last year. Why? Because I need to work on my personal growth. And I already have them all lined up. I already bought them all. I already have them there. Because if you don't buy it, you're not going to do it. (laughs) So I got them there. Personal growth. Be intentional about your personal growth. I I, I was talking to somebody after Spanish service and said, well, I go to school every single day. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I'm a mechanic. And every day there's a new system. There's a new plane. There's a new this. There's a new other. So I'm constantly having to learn. Well, in your profession, you want personal growth? Sign up for a workshop. Sign up for something that you can grow personally in whatever you do in your profession. My, my 12th grade government and economics teacher, I'll never forget him, I've never seen him since I graduated, but his name was Mr. Stevens. And he used to say something, that, that guy was always reading. I mean, always. Whenever you walked into this classroom, that dude was had a book and he was reading. And he, he would say this, he says, I would stop being an effective teacher the day I stopped wanting to learn. That was his philosophy. Teacher stops being effective, they stop wanting to learn. Man, that was very impacting for me. In whatever you do in your profession, continue learning. Your personal growth, be intentional, be intentional in your relationships. I talked about date night a minute ago, things with your children, go on dates with your daughters. Dad, take your daughter on a date or, or, or take your son out on a date. Teach them how to treat women, uh, how to treat, t- treat a lady. Uh, 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 Dad, teach your daughters how to be respected. It is imperative that we take that initiative. We need to be intentional in our stewardship. So what does that mean? Prepare a budget this year and manage it understand it all belongs to God and I am going to be Intentionally a good steward of what is God's be intentional in your generosity Don't tell my kids When I see stuff on sale, they might like I buy it and hide it And then I give it to them when they do something good. I'm intentional I don't wait till the minute that they did something good And i'm a good steward so I know Abigail loves books and some of those books are like 10 or 12 bucks a pop. So when I see them on sale for two bucks, I buy five or six. Mama, you did a great job. Here, go read it one. Stewardship and generosity. A lot of you, so many of you have told me the impact of, that you have had giving one of these homeless care packages to somebody this year. Well, guess what? Be intentional in your generosity. Don't just wait till we prepare them when you go to the grocery store. Buy a few extra things of stuff and always have a little Ziploc with you. That is part of your generosity. If you're intentional in your stewardship, you will then be able to be intentional in your generosity to help somebody else. A few other things that we can be intentional about. Intentional in our resting. I already talked about Sabbath, so I'm not going to hit it over your head one more time, but you need to be intentional on your day that you just spend time with God. What does my Sabbath day look like? My Sabbath day is a prolonged time in the presence of God. So I, 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 instead of doing my regular Bible reading, I, I, I spend probably two to three times my regular amount is what I do first thing. After the girls leave with Patty to work, I go sit. I spend time in worship. I'll listen to a preaching from, from another pastor that I have relationship with that I want to learn and grow and i'll listen to a preaching so i and i fast on my sabbath i fast till about lunchtime because it's just that whole morning i try to spend it with the lord and then i do odds and ends that i might need to get done around my house or things of the other whatever refills your cup it's weird i physically get tired but get refilled spiritually emotionally and in all those different tanks of me when i do some work in my backyard so sometimes I go out there and I do something in my backyard, hose down the porch, whatever I need to do, but it lets me connect. It's just something different. So what do you need to do on your Sabbath? You need to rest and you need to not do anything related to your work. Be intentional about it. Be intentional about it. Man, be intentional about your authenticity. Take off the mask called Instagram. I'm not talking about the physical masks. I'm talking about the masks that we put up in life and it's why people don't want to know anything about God because we are so fake and we walk around telling people, God bless you, Mary, you know, all the different stuff and pounding with the Bible and this out of the other, but we're living horrible lives in front of the people. Stop being fake. Be authentic. Be authentic. Some people think that that's why they have the misconceived notion that when they come to Jesus, everything's going to be fine. Because you try to say that everything is always fine. No, you can be with a person had today. It was rough, but God got me through it. <laughs> that's Okay. Be authentic. Be intentional in your authenticity. Be intentional in your celebration. What do I mean by that? Again, God looked at everything. Man, today I did a good job. That was good. I made man, oh, and God saw that it was good. Made the trees, the animals, birds, whatever. Everything. I saw that it was good. Celebrate, intentionally celebrate. Intentionally celebrate. The big things and the little things, celebrate them equally. Be intentional in your serving. Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but to serve and give my life as a ransom for any. We need to serve. Man, we have some members of our church that are part of our online campus. We have been part of online campus. And the minute we had to go to online only and we asked, hey, we want some people to serve. They were like, hey, how can we serve? One of our, I brag about her. She's awesome. Our sister Geneva. Commenting on the stuff. And not just that. She checks in on the people that are online campus. We have a sister, Lisette. Her husband's name is Eric. They live out in Pennsylvania, and they watch online. Well, Lisette has been in the hospital for the last few weeks, and Geneva called me the other day. Pastor, I haven't been able to get a hold of her. Have you heard from her? And I was finally able to speak to her husband. They might be watching right now. We're praying for 100% healing upon Lisette. Yes. but she is finding a way to serve the body even though she's part of our online campus. That's awesome. Find a way to serve. Find a way to be intentional and use your giftings and your talents that God gave you to serve the body. Be intentional. Be intentional on your planning. Benjamin Franklin famously said this, failing to plan is planning to fail. One more time, failing to plan is planning to fail. If we're not intentional, I don't care how many hours you spend on getting the vision from God for your life. If you're not intentional in doing the things that he tells you, it ain't going to happen. Pastor, how can you say that? Well, because we can limit God. But I thought God is unlimitable, right? There's no limit. Yes, he is, but he's also a gentleman. He stands at the door, he knocks, and if you choose to ignore, it hurts him, but there's people that choose to go to hell. Read the book of Revelations. It says it. Even after all the seals being opened, there were people who chose. This hit me the other day like a ton of bricks. When I was reading in the book of Acts chapter 1 yesterday, when the disciples are there, the apostles are, are, are there, and they said, Judas chose to walk away. Judas chose to betray Jesus. It was his choice. So what does that tell us? We can intentionally choose to obey God or intentionally choose to disobey him. Oh, that's good. So write it down this way. We need to be intentional in obeying what God says. Intentional in obeying what God says. First Kings chapter 19 recounts the story of Elijah. If you know the story of Elijah, he's the one that confronts the 450 prophets of Baal, calls fire from heaven, kills them all ends up like you would think man you just fought 450 people and you won you know like the guy from uh, when you do like one of these wwe's like you know he beat everybody lifts up the trophy and then jezebel says i'm gonna kill you and he runs and hides and says god kill me now and god asked him three times three questions in first Kings chapter 19 He says what are you doing here elijah and Elijah starts, oh, I'm the only one left. I'm the only one that this. I'm the only one who serves you. I'm the only, and God says, no, no, no. but what are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here, Elijah? Why are you intentionally isolating yourself and wishing death? So then God says, get up, go anoint Jehu, get up, go anoint Elijah, get up, and go do this. And you know what Elijah then did? He got up and he obeyed. Be intentional in obeying what God says. Church, this is the year of being intentional. It's not going to end at the end of 2021. We should always be intentional, but this is a year where we are going to be very intentional. Intentional in everything we plan, we say, we do. Intentional. Why? Because God is intentional and he made us in his image and likeness. Be deliberate. Be intentional in your worship time. Be intentional in your devotional time. Be intentional in tuning in to our online campus or being here in the building with us. Be intentional in giving to God what is his. Be intentional in following the vision that he gave you because intentionality is the legs that's gonna get you reaching. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Father, this morning I thank you Lord, I thank you for this word that you have given 3W Church of being intentional. Father, I thank you for intentionality because you are an intentional God. Lord, as our, that song from Brother Travis Green says, that you are intentional. You work everything out for our good. You are intentional. You get our sloppy, messed up leftovers and make it into a gourmet five-star dish. Worthy of Michelin stars. Because you take us from brokenness to wholeness. We thank you, Father, for you forgive us and redeem us and restore us. And Lord, my prayer is that we may be intentional. Especially when it comes to our pursuit of you. Father, that this year, 2022, will be a year of massive growth growth in our spirit, man, because we intentionally feed it. That this year be a massive growth year in our health because we intentionally prioritize eating what's right and doing what's right for our body. Father, that this will be a year where our marriages will flourish like never before because we are going to intentionally date our spouse where our children are going to get close closer to you because we are going to intentionally, like you did to Jesus when he was baptized, you affirmed him and said, this is my son in whom we are well pleased. We are going to be intentional in our affirmation of our children and our grandchildren. Father, we are going to be intentional because you are intentional and you made us in your image. In Jesus' name. Come on, right there we are. I just want you to close your eyes and worship him for a minute and then we're going to share a few announcements, but just worship him right there where you are. Thank